ברוך השם, you're a bad Jew. שלום. Oh, hey, it's you. Another episode of Bad Jew is here for you and your two ears. This is the weirdest intro I've ever done. I don't care. Welcome to Bad Jew, the place where there is no such thing as a bad Jew. With me today is the wonderful, the lovely Tori Green. Tori, how are you today? I'm doing lovely. And actually, your intro works really well for this episode because we're okay. going to be diving into some poetry. And you had a poetic intro. Okay. Great. Awesome. I try to keep it entertaining for that entertainment factor. I want people to really feel like they're being welcomed into a, the, the most quirky place on earth. So with that being said, Tori, you're very familiar with the podcast. You know that the right of entry out of the show is the four minute bad Jew challenge where you tell your life story in four minutes. Are you ready? Well, before I tell it, can you tell me which which direction you want me to go? Because there's a lot of different ways I can tell my life story. I mean, it's it's up to you, but I want I want you to to tell. I think people are here for for some my, Jewish learning. My Jewish story. Hey, sure, we can tell your Jewish okay. story. I I'll think it's all one Jewish of the same, story. personally. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Echad, Stein, Shalosh, Yala. Okay, so I grew up in South Florida and cared. Very little about being Jewish, although I, I cared about being Jewish, but I didn't care about anything else other than I think it made me different than the people I was growing up with. And so I dropped out of Hebrew school, which I have a song for. Hebrew school dropout, no bar mitzvah day for you. Except I had a bar mitzvah and it was more about the party than anything else. Fast forward, I go to college in 2014. I go on birthright with the Chabad at my school and Rabbi, Rabbi Penny Backman and Chava Backman, the Rebbitzin, throughout college changed my life. I fell in love with Judaism in a way that like I never expected. And I just saw the beauty and the wisdom and, and, and so much of who I was as a person and my values around debate and discussion were like embedded in who we are as a Jewish people. So then after college, I moved to back to Miami. When I was in Miami, I started getting involved in more of the pluralist Jewish spaces. So as I was song, I started song leading. I'm a musician. I like found my voice again through Judaism and through Nigonim, actually, which are wordless melodies. And so as I got into that and I did that, I went to a song leader training. And at that song leader training, this woman, Rachel Woolman, who was one of the faculty, was like, Tori what are you doing with your life? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, you need to do this. You need to like be somebody who creates space for Jews in the world and, and makes Jewish moments meaningful. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. She's like, you need to go be a rabbi. So I laughed at her and I was like, no Hebrew school dropout becomes a rabbi. And she said, <laughs> actually, this is exactly why you need to be a rabbi because you get it and you know what it means to be disconnected. And so I considered it. And then here I am. I'm at halfway through rabbinical school. And to me, like Judaism in many ways is about the melodies. It's about the traditions, it's about the practices. But more than anything, it's about the community and what we all bring. And there's just so much wisdom within our tradition as a way to walk through this world and be the best versions of ourselves. Music is really central for me in Judaism. And also, Israel. I didn't mention, like I went on birthright, but like after that, I staffed 13 birthright trips. I lived in Israel. I've done, Israel's also a pillar in, in, in my Judaism, but uh, yeah, 
I'm just, I'm excited to be here and time. I beat it. Beautiful. You did beat it. Great job. <laughs> and I love that story. I think that that is just so on par with what we're trying to do here on the show, which is to make, give space for people that have never felt that they had a space. There are so many, there are so many individuals within the cracks, so to speak, that feel like they just don't fit into the mold. Yeah. And I know that when you, when you uh, do become a full on rabbi and that you, you have this chance that you're going to make many people feel welcome. So yeah, by the way, you know, I'm in the institution now, I still feel like I don't fit into the mold. So more of us. But I, I agree. But I, I think you, again, like you spread, you make that space for people. You really are working against the grain in the best way and, and creating a name for yourself. For those who don't follow Tori, please do. Today's the day to start following Tori on Instagram at Tori. She really has incredible content that just is an inclusive space for all and also incredible music to accompany it. So at Tori, I follow it. I get inspired every day. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So Tori, we're on right now. It is 1.43 p.m. on January 26th. It's a Friday, which means that we're getting into the mindset of Shabbat. We did an episode about Shabbat a long while ago with the founder of One Table, who I actually believe you introduced me to. Yeah, because I worked client. it for One Table in Miami. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But now I want to also, I want to refocus the concept of Shabbat for a second because there's an overall vibe with Shabbat. It's even said that you have to have a relationship with Shabbat. I believe Aliza Klein said something with that. So I wanted to ask you, what is the vibe with Shabbat? So I personally, for me, I think that it, it's like up to us and actually part of our relationship and part of our preparation is thinking about like, how do we want Shabbat to serve us? We've been given this opportunity to have this day of rest. And it's up to us to say, okay, is this a day that I want to fill with community and I want it to be energetic and loud and lunch tables and like banging on the table as I'm singing and all that? Or is it a day that I want to be more meditative and reflective? Mm-hmm. And I think that so our, our Friday evening liturgy has that opportunity to help us get into that mindset. So that's the Kabbalat Shabbat liturgy. For sure. And so isn't, but like, how, how can you possibly choose your own adventure, if you will, through the vibe, if the service is the same every time before you start the dinner, before you start the feast? Yeah. So there's two ways. First of all, while the liturgy is the same, we are not. So just the way that we meet the liturgy. And so having that attentiveness to check in and pause and say, who am I? Where am I at this moment? What is alive in me? as I'm meeting this liturgy, actually, because the liturgy is the same, that's how we can use that as a way to check in, right? Because we're saying the same thing, that that's the control almost in the science experiment, right? Like we have control and then we change one thing. And so then who we are, the way we show up is one way. And then the other way that I would say for me as a musician and, and as someone who leads these, these dominating spaces, the music, helps shape who we are in that moment, how we relate to that Shabbat and what energy we might want to put into that Shabbat. Fascinating. Isn't the music, though, only dependent on the congregation or the, the sect of the denomination of Judaism? Isn't that where that comes from? Uh, it's, so it depends, right? So which is 
the most rabbi answer to ever give you. It depends. Um, yeah, give me so, all 20 answers. Yeah, okay. so, Single space. So first of all, there's, there's, there's Jews from Ashkenaz and there's the tradition within Ashkenaz, which follows like one method, one format of Kabbalah Shabbat. And then there's Sephardic Mizrafi who follow another format of Kabbalah Shabbat. There's a lot of similarities in it. It's more about like, where do you start? How do you start? And then, yes, a lot of places wind up singing the music of their like of their movement, of their tradition, of their movement, of their history. But there's so much Jewish music that is being produced now. And because we're in a world where the Internet is so easily accessible, we're actually able to like to dive in and learn about the melodies of the different Jew the different communities and the different global communities. And there's actually a a synagogue that I used to go to in Jerusalem called Kilat Zion. And the prayer leader of that synagogue, because Israel, 50% of people in Israel have at least one parrot from the Middle East and North Africa, right? Mm. And then there's there's Jews who are Ashkenazi that come in, but most people in Israel are a blend of both Middle East, North Africa, Ashkenazi in some way. And so their Nusaf, their melody that they wind up doing on Shabbat, they call Nusaf Akshavi. And Akshav means now. And so it's a play on like the, the, the melody of the moment of what it means to be Jewish now, which is this blend, right? So they do things from the Sephardic Kabbalat Shabbat, and they also do things from Ashkenazi Kabbalat Shabbat, and they do melodies from Sephardic Kabbalat Shabbat. They do melodies from Ashkenazi uh, Kabbalah Shabbat and they blend it and they bring it in and they really, in their community, they'll change the melodies a lot depending on that week. And specifically, they do that in Lachadadi, which we'll talk about a little bit later and like hopefully sing through some melodies that maybe can get people inspired. But Lachadadi seems to be this like this peak crux moment of the Kabbalat Shabbat service. So maybe it would be helpful to go through the Kabbalat Shabbat service. Yeah, I think so. I want to give everyone context, by the way, about the structure of the Kabbalat service. And I, I have, I, I was telling Tori that Tori and I had calls about this before. I, as those who know, a lot of my Jewish learning comes from this podcast. Okay. So up until my conversation with soon to be Rabbi Tori, I didn't really have an understanding as to what Kabbalat Shabbat was. And so we got on the phone for those who are on YouTube. You'll be able to see this visual pop up in a second, but I literally like a madman who was sleep deprived and tired in my chicken scribble writing, started writing in what it, like the structure, the timing of when Kabbalah Shabbat fits in, why it's there, everything here. I'm going to leave this graphic up for a second. Again, I know the graphic isn't the most like special or beautiful. It's the worst writing in the world. But Tora, based on this, can you please explain what exactly we're looking at? If you can, anyway, I know, again, my writing's terrible, but yeah. also why Kabbalah Shabbat is even relevant to the. Yeah. So your your brain dump is beautiful, first of all, even if I can't read what it says. <laughs> I so so we light the candles. Well, I think also let's first to just to take a step back, like, why is it that maybe you didn't know what Kabbalah Shabbat is? Because typically people refer to Kabbalah Shabbat as like the Friday service right. and like the entirety of the Friday service, right? That's just, oh, are you going for Kabbalah Shabbat? That's what people wind up referring, it to, referring to it. So Jews 
who daven daily, who pray daily, pray three times a day. There's Shafri in the morning, there's Mincha in the afternoon, and then there's Ma'ariv in the evening. So Ma'ariv is the evening service. And then the Kabbalists who were in Israel in, um, I think, I think it's the 1500s. It might have been the 1400s. I don't remember exactly the date, but this was like in Sfat, right? In Israel, in Sfat. If you've been to Sfat, you've been told like this is the place of the Kabbalists and this is where the Shekhinah is and the Shabbat bride and all that, right? So they were like, it's not enough for us to just daven ma'ariv. The Shekhinah comes to us on Shabbat. We have this, this, so Kabbalah, and kabbalat, it means to receive. Le kabel is to receive. So, so le kabel Shabbat, kabbalat Shabbat is actually about receiving Shabbat and having this mindful in the moment to say we're acknowledging that Shabbat is here, and it's this liminal space of going into Shabbat. And so they they created this ceremony around the reception of Shabbat. And again, the beauty of the Kabbalists too is that the Kabbalists also were like a blend of Ashkenazi, Sephardi, Mizrahi. So that is also why this liturgy is not separate liturgy necessarily, why a lot of people do the same thing. And so the, the liturgy of, so it's, there's a Kabbalat Shabbat service, which, is, which is starts. And then typically there's a pause and then we go into Ma'ariv and it's a pause by a Kaddish and different traditions do a different Kaddish. It could either be, which we'll talk about that. So backing it up, that's the background going through Kabbalah Shabbat. Wonderful. Something I just want to add very quickly here. I'm going to go back to my graphic for a second because I, again, like my, my, my learning of Judaism has, has come in a lot of different shapes and sizes and forms throughout the years now. And I just wanted to point out that I would always participate in Shachri personally. Uh, I'm aware of Mincha and like in my mind, I've done Mincha when I get, I guess personally, I personally have done Mincha when I didn't, when I didn't want to wake up early and do Shachri. That was like the purpose of it in my mind. And for those who don't know what Ma'ariv is, Ma'ariv is the third time of the day that we pray in the evening hours. And, and that's, that's what Tori is referring to. So I just wanted to make sure that's clear. That, that top little section is right there, right before going into the umbrella that talks about the structure of Shabbat following. So again, sorry about the chicken, the chicken scratch writing, but that's what we have so far. So thank you, Tori. Yeah. And those three services have to do with the time that sacrifices were made in the temple period because oh, prayer replaced sacrifices. Okay. Of the temple. Yeah. Got it. We're learning a lot in this episode. Okay. Yeah. This, is, this is really insightful. Okay. Um, well, yeah, which and we do Amidah and all of those, but we only do Shema in the morning and evening, right? So Amidah is actually the replacement. Okay. So Kabbalat Shabbat starts first. You light candles, right? So Kabbalat Shabbat in Jerusalem, where people like in a progressive synagogue, people do Kabbalat. They'll be like Kabbalat Shabbat starts at seven thirty, and at seven thirty every week the same time it doesn't matter where the sun is you know whatever but shabbat times change right so in a more orthodox community perhaps or a more halakhically observant community where shabbat depends on the time of the sunset kabbalah shabbat typically starts like 40 minutes after 
candlelighting. Wait, hold on. That's in Jerusalem. 40 minutes after candlelighting time, it starts immediately after candlelighting time outside because you light candles 40 minutes earlier when you're in Jerusalem. Interesting. Um, so you light candles and then you go into Kabbalat Shabbat. You welcome in Shabbat. And in the Mizrahi and Sephardi tradition, it usually starts with Shir Hashirim, which is Song of Songs. And that's chanted and sung. And then, and then it, typically communities will do Yedid Nefesh, which the Ashkenazi beloved Yedid Nefesh is Yedid Nefesh and in Ashkenazi communities, a lot of them actually do Yadid Nefesh in the masculine. So, Yawutzabdecha. And then in the, the actually conservative, I've been seeing conservative Sidors have this. So, like a Moroccan Yadid Nefesh, which this is a call and repeat Yadid Nefesh, which is also more traditional in, in Middle East, North Africa communities that like, the leader will sing a line and then everyone will commu- uh, um, repeat the line. Can, can we so try it? We can try it. It's really, <laughs> it's a totally different music system, but let's try it. Okay. Let's try it. Okay. So it goes, I'm supposed to repeat that. I need the yeah. writing. I need the writing. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, and so it's, I, it's hard. It's a totally yeah. different music system, yeah, but it's this conversation. Okay. And there's, um, there's a B'nai Israeli one that comes okay. from India that also is call and repeat. And that's, and then you repeat, right. So. Those are just like a few different melodies, Ashkenazi and two different, a Moroccan melody and then a, a B'nai Israeli, which is the community in India, the local community to India melody. And then after Yadid Nefesh, we go into Psalms 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, and 29. Why they decided to do 95 through 99 and then throw in 29? Who knows? But what do you notice about that? How many I said? There's there's six of them. And how many days of creation? Oh, yeah. Well, there's seven days of creation and the six-day God rest. Oh, sorry, seven-day God rested. But so is that a day of creation? Day. Sorry? Is that a day of creation if God rests? In a previous episode, we talked about this, actually. And the forgot which... Who was who was talking about? It, but he was saying rest is a part of creating, for sure. But the the six days of creating, right? Right. The six and days of the, creating, right? Right. Yeah. So and and then we arrive at Shabbat. Right. So we sing these psalms as representative of the six days leading up to Shabbat. Fascinating, right? Fascinating. And different communities for this, different communities will have different ways that they do it. So some communities like. They'll, and I'm just, as, as I'm saying this, I'm just pulling up my handy dandy Sidor, mm-hmm. which this one has Shira Sharim and then Yadid Nefesh. So I, I know less about the Nusa of other communities for this one. But for example, this is a, this is an Ashkenazi 
one, and it starts with the first psalm. So that's Psalm 96, or excuse me, Psalm 95. And you might recognize this melody. And it goes, and then typically, so the, the, the leader of the service will sing that out loud and with the community. And then typically people will, will continue on silently. So that's like in a, in a community where they're doing the entirety of Kabbalat Shabbat and doing the entirety of all the liturgy, there's the blend of moments that are out loud and then moments that are silent and re repeated. And then, and then they'll pause, right? And be silent. And then the, the shliach sibor, the, the service leader will pick up again. So for that one, that goes right into right? Right. I know that. And everyone knows that one. Yeah. Right. That's a, that is, a bop. Um, <laughs> it's a and bop. It's a great one. It's a bop, <laughs> really. Um, and then you have the nigun, right? The wordless. So you'll do that and then you go to and then everyone gets up and they're singing and it's a party, right? right? So this is this really energetic, energetic beginning. If you were to go to a community that maybe wants to emphasize certain lines in by the way, that was that went so that was Psalm ninety five, and then went into Psalm ninety six. Shiul Adonai Shir Hadash is is a lot to start like that, but that's Psalm ninety six. Awesome. But then there's one community in Israel that I went to called Navatihila, and their renewal. And so in in their service leading, they focus on like just a pasuk, like just a a, a line of each psalm, and then they sing it for twenty minutes. And it, and it grows and it expands and it like there's an intention behind it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go. Oh, let me see. I can't remember which. OK, so this is this is also Psalm 96. OK. And the words are. And it's talking about like the the trees celebrating in 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 creation. And so Navatihila has this melody that goes, And they'll spend a really long time just thinking about those melodies. And also when I often lead services, because people are not, because I lead for progressive communities where people are not as fluent in the liturgy, that's typically what I do because it's a lot easier to sing along with five words than it is to sing along with the entire thing. Mm. So then we go through all the songs and then it gets to Lechadodi. And Lechadodi is a psalm that was written in Sfat. Uh, no, sorry, not a psalm. It's a, it's a piyut, a liturgical poem that was written in Sfat. What's the difference between a, uh, between a psalm and a, and a piyut? Is so that what you call it? Yeah, psalm and a piyut. So uh -huh. a psalm is part of Tanakh. It's part of the Ketuvim, part of Tanakh. So the okay. writings. It's a part of our our codified text, mm. right? Um, piyutim are liturgical poems. So they are poetry that are written after 
we've said our canon. That's that's what I'm our canon. After okay. we've closed the canon and said there's nothing else added to the canon, PU team are just poet poems that are written and they're still being written today. And there's actually an entire like resurgence of PU team um, coming back now. Mm. So yeah, and so a lot of lechadodi, lechadodi likrat kala is about sh- the Shabbos bride, the sh- like the idea of Shabbat as a bride. And when you think about it, this like romance story of this moment where the Shekhinah is coming, right? Like the, the, the different energies of God, there's a particular energy that comes on Shabbat. And so I always think about if you're at a wedding and then the the bride comes and everyone rises and watches her walk down the aisle right. like that that's that's that reception moment or we, running out into the field to greet you know and we even hear that expression the sabbath bride yeah we exactly we like literally hear that exactly is come to me my beloved to receive the bride on the face of shabbat we receive Right. We receive the, right. the face of Shabbat. So it, it is about the Shabbat bride explicitly. Awesome. Okay. And then it also it starts with because in the Torah, it says twice. It says to keep the Shabbat, to remember the Shabbat, said in one utterance. Mm-hmm. So that at both times we were told both to keep and to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. So this one, I think, is, the, is really the big opportunity to be creative in melodies because it's that, like, moment of the peak moment of all of it. And so do we have time to sing through, like, just a few little melodies? of Why one? not? Of okay, course. great. Yeah. Great, great, great. So, and because of the poetry of La Fadodi, a lot works in it. So, like, mm. you can also bring a lot of secular music into Lechadodi, which I've done a lot, right? Yeah. Like, so, I, I've heard, like, melodies of Bob Marley pop into songs, before, like, different prayers before. Yeah. For, for me, personally, it distracts a little bit from the meaning, and that's why I don't typically do that. But I welcome anyone to do it. If it gets you more connected to your spirituality, then do it. Absolutely. Right. So, I when I will use a secular song a secular melody into Hebrew liturgy, it's because the theme of the secular song has to do with the theme of, or has to do with, you know, like there's, there's an evoke, it's to evict, evict, to invoke a feeling that the secular song might bring within this liturgy that you might not actually understand. So for example, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. a lot of people do L'Chadadi, right? So they'll be like, Shamor Beautiful. And you like have that feeling of, yeah. you know, like it's just like you feel it in a way that that secular song might invoke a feeling for you. Absolutely. You know, for me, I remember, I remember like when I first heard this melody with, with Misha Beroff, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about the Harodi right now, but when I heard this for Misha Beroff, I was like, 
Oh, that's interesting. That really made me think differently and like experience the the prayer differently. But it was the Bob Marley to the Bob Marley song, and it goes, but not Misha Barrett. It was Misha Moha. Sorry. Oh, for, Mi, redemption song. Yeah, yeah. Misha Moha, Bailey Madonai. Misha. I mean, I can't say sing it as beautifully as you can, but you get the idea. And everyone now is going to judge me. I don't. I don't care. Go ahead, unsubscribe. I don't care. Actually, then please subscribe and please leave a review. Anyway, continue, Jory. What were you saying? Yeah. So. <laughs> That's like a very, that lefadodi is a grounding lefadodi, right? So perhaps you're like, I really need this Shabbat to be grounding and I want it to be calm and collected. And so hallelujah is a really beautiful melody for me to sing for Shabbat. But then if you're like, I'm ready to be highly energized this Shabbat, and also something that people will do is they'll take melodies from other Jewish PU team, actually, and they'll bring it into Lechadadi as mm. well. So there's a there's a an Iraqi PU, it's called Managu Alel, and they'll people will bring that into Lechadadi and it'll be like Lechadadi li katkala peni shavane kavela shama Right? Right. Or you have Joey Weisenberg, who is an incredible Jewish musician putting out new music now. He's got a few different versions of Lefadodi. And my favorite one that he does is called Lincoln's Nigun. Hmm. And so for that one, it's also a more like a chill one. Right. And again, like when I'm wanting to make Shabbat, when I'm wanting to ground people in the melody, this is the one that I usually do. And it's Yaminus no Tifrozi Vetadonai Tarizi Al Yadish Ben Parazi Venish Mecha Venagilao Lechadadi Wow. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's so there's so many melodies that are being written too. Like there's there's so much new music coming out. Like anyone that writes Jewish music, they're probably putting out a lechadodi. Right. I think I think really like what I've what I've gained from this and like kind of exploring this with you is is first of all just like reestablishing okay what is the structure of our of our daily prayers and how do we separate the day to day from the time of rest for Shabbat and like how do we how do we separate that and I think that free will factor that is so deeply ingrained in Judaism that goes hand in hand with the debate and the challenge for how we do these rituals really is projected into these melodies that you yeah. just that you just demonstrated only just the tip of the iceberg of how many melodies there are. It's yeah. almost an infinite number of ways that you could really experience your Kabbalah. And for, for, for listeners, maybe send us your what melodies you think what songs you think you would put Lefadodi into or like what energy you might want to imbibe into your Shabbat. And then if I know melodies, I'll send you some energy, like some, some that, of melodies within that energy. 
That's really cool. That's amazing. I love that. I really, really love that idea. And I'm, I'm here for it. So leave it in the comments. I, you know, all of this though, I, I, I can't but ask one more question. Okay. I have to ask one more question. It's probably gonna open up a can of worms. Okay. Agile. Okay. Is God picky? Is God, is mm. Hashem picky when it comes to how he or they, or, you know, however you would think of God's pronouns, whatever. Is God's picky? Is God picky with the way that he receives these, these, these prayers? So, Ladati, according to my opinion. So there's a medieval philosopher, uh, a medieval Jewish thinker, Ibn Ezra Pakuda is his name. And he wrote a piece called The Duties of the Heart. Hmm. And the entire collection is essentially, or not the collection, the book, is about how do we turn our heart to focus, to service, to God, right? So keeping in that in, in mind of that, and he's a medieval thinker, so for him, it, it works out one way because of the realities of what it looks like to live in a medieval world and we haven't reached enlightenment. Now us here in contemporary society live in a post-enlightened society, right? Like we've, we've had the Haskalah, we've had the Jewish enlightenment. But I think that it, it's about intention, right? Like it's about, so we have these two words, keva and kavana. Keva meaning practice and kavana meaning intention. And if you're not meeting Shabbat with kavana, then, then what is it? It's just going through the motions. And I think our lives can be so much richer when both come together, when we go through the motions, right? So that's like going back to why follow the script? Because the script is the keva. But we arrive at that script with who we are in that moment, with what we're wanting Shabbat to be, with thinking through it, and because we have this, this control of the script, that allows us to meet it the way that we need to. And that's the conversation. And that's the relationship. And if we're just doing the same thing every single week, just because, is that really a relationship? There's not the dynamic piece to it. I think the dynamic, the, the dynamic is like what makes it holy. Thank you for that. Beautiful. That's, I think that, that helps, I think, my peace of mind and how I choose a melody going forward. And I hope it also, I think part of the reason why I created Bad Jew was to challenge those that have a very rigid way of looking at how Judaism should be. And I hope that this serves as a counter argument to some of the beliefs that, that they have. Uh, my goal with this show is to unite all backgrounds of Judaism, wherever you came from under one roof, and I want to thank you, Tori, for helping me on that mission and on that quest. So thank, thank you. you. And I want to do that call to action one more time. If you have a melody that you think Lajado would go really well to, no matter where it comes from, leave it in the chat or leave it, leave it in the comment section on YouTube. Leave it on the Instagram. We'll put this little thing as a clip on Instagram. I cannot wait to see what people recommend. So that uh, either a melody or an energy, and then we'll give you the melody. Love it. Love yeah. it. Very cool. Well, Tori Green, it's been really special to have you on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. I'm so glad you finally Thank got you so to much, jump Jazz. on. Absolutely. And to the listeners, we'll see you next week on another wonderful, insightful, exciting episode of Bad Jew. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shalom. shalom.